fueled by the outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Rick Cates, and hi, Chris. <laughs> Would you like to say something? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chris is in a deer stand, so yep. uh, we're recording tonight, uh, me and Josh again, uh, our co-co-host, co-co. Uh, co-co-host, uh, not the monkey, not the gorilla that learned sign language, <laughs> <laughs> um, but co-host. So Josh uh, has graciously uh, decided to uh, sit down with me again and do another podcast, and we figured that uh, by the time you're hearing this, you will be one week away from gun season in the Buckeye State. Yes. If then... you are living in Indiana, you are two weeks into your gun season, if that's how long it goes. I don't know. I don't hunt Indiana. Check your regs. <laughs> and you will be one week into Kentucky gun season. Yep. And hopefully you've had some level of success at this point. So, um, you know, this is a time of year that uh, a lot of guys and girls go crazy for. It's like opening day of uh, deer season for bow hunters. I mean, oh yeah, <clears throat> gun is a fun time. It can be a stressful time. It can be a cold time. It can be a really warm time. Uh, it it is an interesting hunting season, uh, nonetheless. So I feel like opening day of gun season is like a huge tradition in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember growing up, you'd hear, like, schools and places would get, like, days canceled or off for, like, <laughs> opening day of gun. And We had, um, oh, what was it? We had a teacher in service, I, air quotes, teacher in service day, <laughs> the Monday after Thanksgiving every year. Every year. And it was always because people wouldn't show up to school. People would not show up to school because deer season, I mean, that was their deer season. Like people, for for those of you that don't know, the majority of deer in your state are killed by gun. With the exception of Ohio in the past two years, two to three years, it's been archery. But I know in Kentucky, especially, the bulk of the deer that are killed are killed during modern gun. So we thought we'd devote a little bit of time to this because it's a very important part of hunting culture. A lot of people do it a lot of different ways. Yep. Um, a lot of states have it a lot of different ways. You know, if you're a Michigander and you're listening to the sound of my voice, you know that the UP and above the is it the thirty seventh parallel. I have no idea. I think, I think it's above the 37th parallel. It's weird. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> um, it's like the 37th parallel. Uh, you're allowed to use a rifle, but then anything below that, you're only allowed to use a rifled slug. So you can only, huh. yeah, it's like you only, use a, you only use a slug gun. In Ohio, you can use a slug gun or a straight wall cartridge. Yes. So, I think yes. the, the biggest... You could use is the forty five seventy the biggest you can use in 4570 Ohio. Forty five seventy is the biggest one you can use yes. in Ohio, and that is a, uh, I mean, 
that, that, that's a hell of a gun. You ever shoot one? No, I haven't. Didn't your brother just buy one? Brother just bought one. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of jealous. I, I saw the picture like a nice of it. Gun. Yeah, I was uh, I, w- I was very jealous of it. Uh, the guide gun. I mean, it, it'll um, the government forty five seventy. They'll take down a buffalo. Like that 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 is that is what that gun, uh, you know, was kind of designed for at, at one point in time. It is a very nice gun, lever action. Uh, I highly suggest if you've ever shot one, try shooting one. They're really cool. It's legal in Ohio because it's a straight wall cartridge. Yes. So for those of you who don't know what a straight wall cartridge is, a straight wall cartridge is uh, a gun, a, a cartridge that does not have a neck on it. So it's not like a uh, a typical rifle cartridge. It's not your thirty out six Springfield. It's not your three hundred Win Mag. It's not your thirty thirty. It's not any of that stuff that's got a neck cartridge. It is simply looks like a big pistol bullet, essentially. Um, I I have a three fifty Legend that I bought last year that uh, I did not get to hunt with during gun season because I got it. Or no, I got I bought it this year because I got uh, one of the last ones that they had. Yeah, it's a very popular gun nowadays. Super super popular. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> little kick, uh, easy to shoot, good for kids, uh, good for. People who don't want a lot of uh, recoil, uh, it is, um, I believe Elena McKinney had told us that uh, she shot, she shoots one and she really enjoys it as well when she was on here um, last year when she was describing her, or describing when she shot her buck. That might have been earlier this year. Hell, I don't know. I'm losing, <laughs> I'm losing track of time at this point. Um, but there's also the uh, 40, is it 45 mag? 45 mag or 44 mag? Uh, yeah. Which my dad has is a, is a Ruger yeah. forty four forty five, and that is a straight wall cartridge. So in Ohio, it's important to note that this has just been something that's come up within the past couple of years. Uh, when I grew up, all you could use was uh, slug guns, yeah. and like your range effectively was eighty yards, ninety yards max. And if you were hitting a hundred yards, you were putting a questionable shot on an animal. Oh, yeah. But uh, with today's technology, you know, there's a real nice ability to, you know, reach out and touch 200 yards or plus now. Now, in Kentucky, modern gun is, uh, I mean, it pretty much it pretty much runs the gambit. Yeah. Get your rifles out. Get your rifles out. And <laughs> if, uh, if, you know, you don't have your rifle, you can use your muzzleloader. And if you don't have your muzzleloader, you can use a slug gun. Uh, it, it It's just uh, whatever caliber you use, just make sure it's within the legal uh, ramifications of Kentucky's stuff. So um, it's different than elk rounds, too, because if you get pulled for the elk draw, I always tell people this, because uh, everyone and their mother, I feel like, went out a couple of years ago and bought the uh, 6.5 Creedmoor. Yeah. And they're all, everyone's like, man, it's scrap. Oh, uh, Kentucky, you can't use that for elk hunting at all. Did not know that. Yeah. Deer hunting's fine. But um, I know a guy who bought one recently. He bought the 6.5 Creedmoor because it was the only thing you could find ammo for. So that's happening again. So we should probably talk about that. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, uh, if you don't have your ammo... Good luck. Um, I hope I hope that you've had it, and I hope you got your uh, your weapon sighted in because this is important. This is not 
we we preach consistently. I feel like about uh, shooting your bow and everything like that, and and making sure that you're able to steady a shot. But it's just as important during gun season, if not more important during gun season, that you are uh, proficient with your weapon. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people will shoot their gun, especially if it's got a a scope or something, right? They'll shoot it a couple times, put it away, won't get it out until the following year. But with a scope, I mean, if you're out and about, right, you could you could hit it. It could it could roll around, or if you don't have it put away properly, right, it could hit something in your car and it'll knock that scope off. And so you should do your due diligence and reset it in, check it every year, make sure it's on. It's going to hit what you're going, what you're aiming at. Exactly, and it 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 is it is definitely one of those things where you need to be able to make sure that you are proficient. One little knock to your scope can be detrimental to your entire hunt. Oh yeah, uh, and I'm not saying like if you jostle it out and like walking through the woods and like you you step on a rock and you fall down, like it's probably not going to jerk it around too much, but. You know, seriously, when you look at uh, some of the scopes that guys have on their guns and that kind of stuff, the biggest things that I would say is, like, check your scopes, check your screws, make sure everything's where it needs to be. Uh, It happens with bows all the time where, where, like, one little screw comes loose and then you're, like, shooting, you know, five inches to the right. happens with guns, too. Um you know, if you are traveling, and this is a big one, because a lot of guys travel for gun season. Lots of people travel for gun season. Yeah, I mean, if you're traveling for gun season, you better make sure that you're bringing a couple extra rounds to test it once you pull it out of the case. Especially if you're flying, you don't know what, what the handling stuff is like on that, but I know I have a buddy who's driving up from Virginia Beach to hunt Kentucky this weekend. Uh, he's bow hunting Friday and then he's hunting guns Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And the thing that I always say is like, find somewhere to go test your gun. Uh, now I say that to say this as well. Uh, Ohio's gun ranges aren't as plentiful as some other places. You know, tranquility is still shut down. Still, still, if yeah. anyone who works in the government within, you know, hears this, maybe <laughs> you should fix that. Um, but then you have like nice ones up where they invested a ton of money up into the, the Delaware uh, shooting range up you know, outside of Columbus. And they've got pistol ranges. They got rifle ranges. They got all kinds of cool stuff there. And, you know, you might have to drive a little bit because or find a gun range that has a rifle range in it, yeah. which is increasingly hard to do. Very hard to do. But for gun season, um, there's a couple things that, you know, we just wanted to give a quick primer on. First things first, blaze orange laws. Uh, it's important. If you're bow hunting, you need to be wearing blaze orange. Yes. Even if you think it's dumb, you still got to wear it. It's the law. Yeah. And in Kentucky, where you have 
the different regulations on different WMAs and stuff because some don't have modern gun on it. And you only have like the muzzleloader season. You still have to wear your blaze orange. You still have to wear blaze orange yes. during normal modern gun season. Correct. And the reason for that is you're probably thinking, like, Rick and Josh, why? Why do I need to do that? Well, because people around those areas still are allowed to hunt with guns. Yeah. The guys that own private next to it can still use them. Can still use a rifle or still use a shotgun or, or whatever their weapon of choosing is at that point. But, you know, for uh, a gun hunter, you know, growing up, I think that it's always kind of been instilled in me. Like, you wear blaze orange. Like, I get made fun of because, like, I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that uh, blaze orange um, jumpsuit, jumpsuit, <laughs> and I, or I've got blaze orange bibs, and I've got a blaze orange jacket. And Rick my, will look like a traffic cone in oh, the middle man. of a field. The, the deer don't see it, so I really don't care. Um, but the thing that I'm I think about is is like if I get shot, the person was aiming for me. Yes. Like there, there, there is no reason <laughs> that someone should miss a giant orange blob sitting in a tree. Oh, speak, speaking of the blaze orange, did you see that picture of Cam? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anyone that pays attention to the Facebook page, Cameron Connor, who's on the team, he, uh, I mean, bless his heart. <laughs> he, <laughs> He was actually doing the smart thing, I think. Mm-hmm. He uh, went out right after work. It was kind of a quickie hunt for him, but his work uniform was like all brown. And he's like, I'm coming in at prime time. Um, I should, on, on public, so I should probably throw my orange on so someone doesn't mistake me for a deer because this is like, <laughs> you know, rut and I'm coming out in the prime time because this is the only time I can go. So he's got his work uniform on and this bright orange, this blaze orange vest. Looks hilarious. <laughs> and he caught, him, he caught himself on his camera. And uh, we uh, we posted it to the page. It was pretty oh, good. Oh, man. It, it, is, it is so perfect in every way because it's just like Cam. And that's okay. That, that's, that's the good thing. So, you know... It's important as we work through the, I mean, this is really gets into the end of the year. Like for me, gun season is like, you're getting towards the end of the hunting year because once gun season's over, you've got muzzleloader. And if you don't like, like you know, muzzleloader's in January in Ohio, it's in late December, uh, well, mid December in Kentucky. But you're get, you're getting into that that real iffy area of buck behavior or doe behavior being extremely food dependent. Yeah. If you are in an area that does not have food sources, uh, yeah, I don't want to say you're SOL because I don't I don't ever think that anybody is. But like you're you're putting yourself in a in a harder position. Um, it makes it tough, and a lot of guys will take their like. Yeah, take a rutcation like you like you take um i take off for deer camp and normally uh i i am not normally in kentucky this weekend ever uh this is normally the time that i go to ohio to hunt and this is the first time i think i will be in kentucky 
for opening weekend of rifle in probably seven or eight years. It's been it, it, it it's been a minute, and uh, I'm not even gonna hunt with a rifle. I don't think this weekend. Uh, you hunting it, with the 350? Yeah, uh, you know, I well, <laughs> get your thoughts right, Rick. Um, so I am gonna hunt the private, and the private is non-gun. Oh. But I've got a really nice buck on that property coming in now. Yeah, you showed us pictures. Yeah, I'm... So it's one of those things where, like, I'm torn. Like, I know, like, you and I went and scout, or, no, me and Chris went and scouted a uh, WMA that's a gun. We hunted a, a WMA that has modern gun capabilities on it. I don't know that I'll want to set foot on that one during the first weekend of gun because that is going to be um, a poop show waiting to happen, I think. Were we turkey hunting? Were we turkey hunting? Yeah, because it, it was a poop show, as you put it, <laughs> during the opener of archery. I mean, so. well, it, yeah, and again, yeah. like, you know, and again... I think it's great that guys go on adventures. I really, really do. It worries me, though. And again, I think this is growing up in Ohio versus Michigan or Wisconsin. And like, and like, I, I look at a state like Wisconsin. I think the first weekend, there's something. I want to say I forget how many millions, like of like hunters are in the woods on that weekend. Wow. <clears throat> like you're you're getting into the millions. And guys and women, like if you don't kill a deer that first weekend, I think the number drops to fifty percent of like the take. Like it, it it's something stupid. I mean wow. it, it is something stupid. But as imagine that many people running around dressed like Cam was. <laughs> 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 All these people looking like Cam on the public. Oh, man. I, I mean, I look at it as, you know, I get nervous, I think, when there's that many people running around with rifles. And, yeah. like, it, you get you get to a point of saturation where it's just like, I don't get, I'm not comfortable with it. And uh, West Virginia can be the same way. West Virginia's comes in, uh, well, probably today, uh, because it comes in the Monday before. For Thanksgiving, so I think it comes in. Yeah. It'll, it'll 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 be on today. So when you get that many people running around with rifles, I just prefer to stay out of the woods. Like I yep. I, I, just, I just do. And when's Pennsylvania is another state that's got tons of gun hunters. Yes, ton, tons and tons of gun hunters. I don't know when theirs comes in. But. Soon. Um. I I, I want to say it's actually. It's probably within the next couple weeks, or if not already. But um, they've also got the flintlock season, where oh, like yeah. you get that extra opportunity, like in December. Um, but that's a whole man. Flintlocks are a whole other kettle of fish. Like just they're they're weird. But I think about this in this way: is like in Ohio, growing up, I was never worried about gun hunting ever, because you're like I said, you you you're normally flinging rifled slugs, and nobody's gonna like I mean people are normally safe uh, for the most part 
you're when you're shooting a hundred yards or or less with rifles, it's 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 a whole different ball game. Like, <laughs> There's a deer running at three hundred oh, yards. I, I, I can I can ta- I can throw the tack down on that one. Boom. <laughs> um, I remember as a, a when I went on a I got drawn for a youth hunt in. It was either Mosquito Creek or um, Indian Lake, one of the two, like up north, northern Ohio, uh, freezing cold, and it was a youth gun one day hunt, and my dad and I drove up. We stayed in the back of our truck. That was a fun experience. Um, luckily, we had a little space heater. Um, and I think I shot a deer that year and, but like, it's weird. Like you go to those hunts and there's like 150 kids with their parents, like that you're going out and you're getting on these WMAs, like you're all gun hunting. Like you go to this sector and there's like five or six other people and like you're walking, I mean, you're basically doing big deer drives is, is what it turns into. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's part of why I'm leading into this is that a lot of guys, uh, the way that they deer hunt is deer drives. Yeah, that's a, that's a good topic to bring up because, so I'm pretty green when it comes to gun hunting. I have, I've never killed a deer with a gun. Um, not that I haven't had, I mean, I can go gun hunting every year. I just. Either I'm tagged out by then, or I mean, I was never raised uh, around guns. Really, I always use archery equipment, so that's always been my go-to. But I've been gun hunting with friends. I've mm-hmm. been on like a couple drives and stuff. I've never done it on public, which begs the question of like etiquette and like how that works with there's other hunters on public. And so, so the way the way that I've always understood it, and this is just kind of like basic ethical sense is that um dependent upon what state you're in and it's it's really a cultural thing so if you go it's like if you go to the south people hunt uh <clears throat> they do deer drives with dogs like you hunt you hunt deer with dogs like you set up you have what's uh you have the drivers and you have the sitters or the posters or whatever the hell they're called posters stand with the gun drivers drive with dogs or walk and they just push the woods so in the south, it's a little bit different. Midwest northern areas, um, like a traditional deer drive is done in the sense of you have one guy post up. Uh, normally, like you take turns from my, I mean, from my understanding and how I used to, how I was always kind of raised to do them is like one guy drives an area. Okay, well, we're going to go drive another area. Your time to post up. I'm going to walk down here. I'm going to draw. I'm going to kind of zigzag through the woods. Um, you can carry a gun, but like you're not firing the gun just because you don't know where your partner's going to be at. Um, and on public, it gets to be a little hairy because you can have a lot of people or you can have no people. And I think it's really kind of dependent upon what you see in the parking lots. Like oftentimes you're going to have people who are going to want to do a deer drive. I know like I took a buddy hunting on a WMA two years ago in Ohio and 
you know, it was Sun Saturday of second gun season. And, you know, guys are walking around just like trouncing through. And, you know, the thing I can't I can't state enough is that like. It's an art to shoot at a running animal. It really is. I would never suggest doing it on a public piece of property if I don't know uh, if there's other hunters in the area. But there's some guys who do, and I, I've, I've always felt that it's better safe than sorry in those situations, but a lot of guys still do it. Um, so safety rules with that kind of stuff is always look to know where you're shooting. If you're the driver versus the poster, uh, make sure that you are that you have enough orange that people could see you on. Um, and if you're the shooter or the poster or the sitter or whatever you want to call it, make sure you know what the hell you're doing. Make sure you know where your uh, people are at. Make sure you know um, what you're shooting at. Uh, because certainly this is... You don't hear about people getting shot with arrows during archery season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, don't hear, you don't hear a whole lot of people getting shot um, during pheasant season. It's typically deer season. And it's typically the... Well, I saw some movement... And I I thought it was a deer. Don't think. No. Yes. Please know what you're shooting at. That that is that is of the utmost importance with with getting into gun season and and any and any um personally any hunter with their like any type of salt will say that same thing. Now you're gonna have guys who are like, oh, 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 oh yeah, well you know what. Go pound sand. Sorry, like you, you're ha- you're handling a weapon. You shouldn't be doing that. But so I I, I digress. But re- realistically, you know, this is it's a, it's a really fun time. Like gun season to me, I always treated it like I I took off that day from college, like every year. Like I, I would I would go with my dad. Uh, I'd make sure that I'd stay the extra day after Thanksgiving, and I'd I'd hunt. And I'd take the day off of work, um, and I'd hunt. <clears throat> now, I've gotten away from doing that uh, just because life. I would love to just tell them to, like, hey, I'm going to go deer hunting Monday morning and not be in the office for the rest of the day. But, you know, when you have, like, a real-life job and people are depending <laughs> on you, especially patience, it makes it a little yeah, bit tough. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that at work. My patients would be like, why did he take off? Exactly. Yeah. They're like, he, he deer hunts. <laughs> he, he, I can't have him working on me. Well, guess what? So, <laughs> um, again, like it, it, it's a cool time of year. Be aware, be safe, and be smart. Above all else, if you don't know something, check your regs. Call your local uh, game warden too. Like this is the time of year where they are they are more than willing to answer any questions that you have regarding stuff. Yeah. I feel like they're a little bit more visible this time of year as well. I feel like you'll see them out a little bit more. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is um, this is like their big their big time of year. Like you know, there's you know, they they're they're in the field to help people. They're not there. They're not there to like piss you off or make you upset. They're there to help you and 
to make sure that everyone's being safe. And, you know, certainly deer season's changed a little bit. You know, one of the cool things that I can always remember uh, when I was younger is like going to like the, you know, the check station and checking your deer and that kind of stuff. And like gun season was always good for that because you had everybody brought their deer and they all take pictures and that kind of stuff. And I wish they still did that. Man, I wish they did too. So I was thinking about, I got a buck over there. It was the last year. Um, it might've been the last time that I gun hunted with a shotgun in, oh, no, last year that I shot with a shotgun in Ohio. Um, and still got the metal tag. And it was, that, that was so, I, I always think that those are so cool. And yeah. the only time that I can get a metal tag anymore for anything, uh, is <clears throat> I think I drawn for the Sand Hill crane hunt in, in Kentucky, <laughs> uh, which also is coming up soon. If you haven't, uh, it, I mean, if you got drawn for that, good luck to you. It's, you know, if you can find a Sand Hill crane in Kentucky, um, or land for somebody to let you hunt on, but uh, beside the point. So, like you said, you didn't grow up gun hunting. Do you plan on gun hunting does at all? I mean, you've already got your buck down. Or are you going to gun hunt Kentucky at all? I'd like to, especially if I don't get one of these darn deer I'm playing cat and mouse with right now. Uh, I would like to do some, I'd like to go out muzzleloader hunting with you and Chris. Oh, that'll happen. Yeah. That, that, that will happen. Um, I like muzzleloader. Like, I think it's a fun thing. And, uh, you know, it's always one of those ones that I know Chris, uh, I've already like committed to Chris and we're going to, we're going to muzzleloader hunt Ohio together. Um, which I don't, I don't, I've never hunted muzzleloader any with anybody other than my dad or myself. And that's one of those ones where, it is a coin flip. It's either going to be uh, unseasonably warm or it's going to be ungodly cold. And un- <laughs> you, unfortunately, you want it ungodly cold and oh, yeah. you want to be sitting over a food source. Because um, that's, that's really like your last chance before bucks start dropping antlers. And at some point, some of them already have. Uh, because you get late in the season, it, you know, I think your guys is... Ohio's season goes out February 2nd this year. Yeah. It's stupid yeah. late. Like, it's Super Bowl Sunday, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like February 2nd. Which is ridiculous. I shot a deer. When was that? It's got to be five or six years ago. I shot a deer on January 28th. I thought it was a doe. I thought it was the biggest doe I'd ever shot in my life. <clears throat> it was a buck that had shed its antlers already. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a nice buck. It would have been a real, as many people say, it would have been real great next year. But, <laughs> you know, it it was what it was. But um, with gun season uh, coming in, make sure that you've got all your stuff prepped and ready. Make sure that you have your ammunition. Like I said, good luck finding it if you haven't found it already. Hope that you do. Uh, if you are hoarding ammo um, and you have friends and family that could be uh, benefited by that. Hopefully you do the right thing with that as well. And you, um, you know, help them out. Yeah. You, you don't like, need to hoard it. No, you don't. You <laughs> don't. I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get this sense of like, uh, I need to have 15 boxes of 22 ammo that are a hundred rounds a piece. 
Nobody needs that much twenty-two ammo. Unless you're a com... I take it back. If you're a competition shooter, I get it. I really do. If you are a squirrel hunter, or you're some, like, guy who thinks that the end of the world's coming, and you've got a doomsday bunker, and you think that you're going to have a twenty-two and it's going to kill rats for you, guess what? The rats will all be dead by that point. Speaking of competition shooting, you saying that reminded mm-hmm. me. I have a patient who's, uh, I want to say her grandkids are competition shooters. Really? I can't remember if they're in high school or in college. I know she's told me that they have like like full rides or scholarships on these shooting teams, on these big colleges that have mm-hmm. co- competitive shooting. She said, I think one of them just won a national championship. It's on, she, it's on some magazine cover for what? competitive shooting. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, like this kid blew the competition out of the water. Like it wasn't even close. Jesus, see, and so this this is this is where I always tell people it's like this is a good time to get people into hunting because you never know like that that might be something that they really enjoy. Like I don't like hunting, but I really enjoyed shooting. Mm-hmm. And if you can get into shooting and you can do that kind of stuff, there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with that. Um, you know, had I known that, you know. Colleges had competitive rifle shooting when I was, you know, 14. I might have actually tried to do that. You know, remember, you know, the Olympics, there's competitive clay shooting. Now, that's a completely different animal. You know, those people are shooting twenty and $30,000 guns. Um, you're not going to take your, you know, Remington 870 out and <laughs> probably dust these dust birds with some of those people, but... Um, you know, get them out. Like it's, it's a good opportunity to expose people to stuff. And certainly, uh, if you got little ones that are looking to go do something, you know, the last weekend of gun is a good time just to kind of like spot and stock walk and see if you can't, you can't, uh, put up or like find a deer. So it, it definitely lots of opportunities, uh, coming up. So with, with gun season, again, be safe, be mindful of your fellow hunters Talk with people around if you meet them in the parking lot. Find out where they're going to sit. That is the one time where you don't want to be real secretive. You want to say, like, hey, dude, I am sitting in this corner of the field. Don't come over here. Uh, do not shoot in this direction or anything like that. You know, it's not turkey hunting where, like, oh, I might be over here. Or I might be over there. But, <laughs> um, yeah, be be safe. Yep. So... I've talked a lot during this one. <laughs> you you know a lot more about the gun stuff than I do. <clears throat> like I said, I'm still pretty pretty green on it, but uh we'll we'll change that this year. We'll we'll get together and hit Kentucky Muzz or Kentucky Modern Gun. We'll do something. Yeah, we're gonna do something. It'll be it'll be a hell of a lot of fun. And like I like I say, I, I can't I can't stress it enough. Like it it's such an easy foray into big game. You know, I I love to turkey hunt. I love it so much. Uh, I would not tell somebody to go make their first hunt a turkey hunt. I'd say go, like if you want your first big game hunt, it needs to be a white-tailed deer. Yep. And make sure you're doing it with a rifle. Because, you know, while, while you, <clears throat> you know, a bow is cool because you get in earlier, you feel like you've earned it more, um... I feel like a gun makes it a little less personal. 
Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of impersonality to it, and it makes it easier, especially for first-time hunters, to kind of look through a scope and say, okay, that deer's 100 yards away. I can pull the trigger, and I feel okay about it. Uh, everyone's different, though. Hell, I don't know. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, I work in the field of mental health, and, you know, stuff changes every day for people. Every day. Every day. So, thoughts, feelings, complaints, Josh? <laughs> complaints, not concluders? <laughs> Concluders. Concluder. Um, so kind of like you alluded to, this is the time of the year for safety and camaraderie. So, number one, be safe when you're out there. Like Rick said, if you're out on public where other people are, if you see them in the parking lot, just say, hey, this is where we're going to be at. You know, build that camaraderie with those guys in the parking lot. If if you're one that wants to do a deer drive and everyone else around there, you know, is also wanting to do a deer drive, you know, meet up and mm-hmm. you know, do one together. Um, this is a, a time to really build those relationships and, and get out and enjoy what mother nature has for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I, I don't know what else to say. Good, good job. Good, good thinking there, Josh. I was thinking about something else and I completely forgot what my concluder was going to be. The SAS got to me tonight. Um, you, you were going to say, introduce someone to hunting this weekend. Oh, that. Yeah. Um, if you have the ability to get somebody out in the outdoors, uh, this weekend, please go ahead and do that. It will be a monumental help for them. And uh, doing that uh, for their livelihood. I'm going to be doing that for my cousin. I know I'm taking him out on his first deer hunt. I think I've said that before. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to hunt uh, uh, Saturday all day and uh, Sunday half day. So he he's excited. I actually sat down with him uh, this past week. Uh, well, I guess it's been the past weekend uh, and, and talked to him about you know what we need to do, how we need to do it. He's asked me all these questions. Answer questions like that. That that's the biggest thing. That maybe that's my concluder. If, if someone comes to you with a question, other than where do I need to go hunt or which WMA has got a bunch of deer on it, <laughs> you know who you are. Um, you know, don't answer those questions. And with that, well, I take that back. Answer that question with, "There's lots of deer everywhere. Go look. You know, go go out and try. That's that's part of getting better with it. But, mm-hmm. um. Answer questions that that your friends and family have if they're trying to learn a little bit more about this stuff. It's important. Like, you you can't learn if you don't get answers. That's right. So, uh, on that note, this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. I've been your host, Rick Cates, and I've been joined again by Josh Luck. And maybe, just maybe, we might get the elusive Chris Leopard back on a podcast soon. Yes. I miss his sultry voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, quick, quick, quick story before before we cut out. Um, so there there have been times where I have done like weeks of these by myself yeah. uh, during, the, especially during the middle of the pandemic last year. And God love him, I lo- I love Chris to death. Um, it makes it so much easier when there's a second person here because like you're, you're, you're in like my layer where I have to do those at and I'll come down here and my wife will be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I've got to record a podcast. She's like, 
who are you recording with? I'm like, well, I'm going to be talking by myself. She goes, you're just going to talk for like 25 straight minutes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's like, and she she just kind of stares at me. So it's nice when there's like somebody else in the room where I like have a Zoom with somebody. Um, but uh, Chris, if you're listening to this, which I know you will be, I'm glad that you will be returning soon. I'm glad that archery is done with. And by God, you damn well better have a deer down by the next time that yeah, this uh, right. that we, <laughs> we record another one of these, which I'm sure he will. So uh, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, have a wonderful start to gun season. And by the time you hear this, go Bucks. Beat <laughs> on Saturday because Ann Arbor is a terrible, terrible woman. Have a good night. (laughs) Bye. See ya. And that will do it for our podcast today. Please remember to subscribe, like, review on all major podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, and all other major podcasts podcasting platforms as always we are available for contact at the elite outdoors one at gmail.com that is the elite outdoors the number one at gmail.com thanks a lot guys talk to you next time hey everybody this is kyle v host of the ozark podcast a show where we sit down with outdoorsmen of the ozark mountains region to talk all things hunting and fishing Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts on everything from bear hunting, fishing for smallmouth and trout, and discussing big questions like what happened to all the quail in the southeast. If you're enjoying this show, then I know you'll enjoy the Ozark Podcast. You can listen to the show on all podcasting platforms and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.